Welcome to the Calyrex Game Corner's Pokemon D&D campaign, featuring Cindy, a young vagabond from the Hoenn region with pyromaniac tendencies, Gimli, a stocky, burly miner from Sinnoh looking for his lost son, Elodie, an enthusiastic foodie and baker from Kalos, and Schmidt, an enigmatic man from Johto with a duck. My name is Rich, and I'm the Game Master, and this is Dunsparce and Drampa. residents of Loveridge Town saved and the city mostly unharmed. Our party is granted free stay in the nicest empty room and board that is in Loveridge. And there they spend their time trying to relax, trying to recover from the intense events that they experienced from the previous two days. How do they want to recoup? Do they, do they have any special missions that they wish to get done amongst themselves with their parties? They want to check in with any people in town. What are they thinking? What are they talking about? What are they doing? Uh, I think Schmidt is just immediately going to talk to either Cindy or, or Sam and just be screaming, what the fuck? Cindy sends out solely from her Pokeball and she's conked. Uh, she yeah. is also in her normal form. Her regular mm. form, and next to her on the ground, out of the Pokeball, drops a little book-sized red stone. Neat. I pull out the Atlas Stone and like absorb the the red thing into it. You do that without effort. It happens. So she stole it. No. <laughs> well, that's curious. <laughs> uh, this is fine. She is definitely like out. She's breathing. She's alive, but like she is fully exhausted. One might say in D and D terms that she has a point of exhaustion. So we should probably we should probably discuss what that was. What the? Yes, I I agree yeah, there. Yeah, um, I just I would like to just add a small little note of what the. F- so I relay to them. It's like, well, Sam mentioned that I should pull out the Atlas Stone and have Soli touch it, and right. she did, and. Uh, apparently ab- was able to absorb the well, thing that we got from the volcano. So how do you know about that? Right are, are you inviting Sam to the conversation? I am. Yes. Okay. Yeah. She was keeping to herself. She was like writing a notebook. It looks like she was doing some work. Um, yeah. And she pokes her head up when she's addressed. She says, yeah. well, you all saw the same video as I did, right? Uh, Team energy is clearly trying to use machinery and science to extract some sort of I don't know, some ambient natural power within these artifacts and they're enhancing them. And you saw what happened on the videos. And uh, Gimli, I think you when you first met your friend Toidle uh, is her name. I believe she was undergoing some sort of effects like that. So my logic was if energy is trying to manipulate these and increase them and you all saw what happened in Mauville, the strange bipedal floating creature wearing the armor. I mean, I figured it was worth a shot. We had a chance. I just want to see if we could save the day with it. Can I roll inside to see if she's fucking lying? Yeah. Okay, 17. 17. I mean, yeah, she's being honest. Uh, it's clear that she might have done some thinking, some premeditating about this. Like, she kind of knew that it would work, but... She kind of sat on it for a minute. Yeah. yeah. What she's telling you is true. She's not lying. Hmm. I mean, that sounds reasonable. I'm too dumb to realize that, but that's a reasonable conclusion. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I feel like, what? 
You passed the vibe check. Yeah. How the fuck do you pass we, the vibe we've, check? We've yeah. seen we've seen this already. You're right. <laughs> so if this is the cause of it, then we it's very clear now that it is, so Yeah. That begs the question though, are there more plates? <laughs> Maybe. What the fuck is going is on? Is there more effects that can be added to Pokemon? Maybe. It was like 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 getting back in the the uh like finding a spot on the floor and just getting in the fetal position. Yeah, very like mental breakdown. Just like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't. What's going on? Do you want to be tucked into a bed? It's probably much more comfortable than the floor. No. I tucked solely into bed. Do you want a blanket? I throw a blanket on him. (laughs) I'm fine having a meltdown here. Okay. Do you resist the blanket or do you accept it? Uh, if a blanket is put on him, he's not going to resist, but okay. he's not moving. Great. Understandable. <laughs> blanket is. Blanket is off. Yeah. Add to inventory one blanket. Well, are we stealing this blanket from the thing? I am kidding. They're called aspects, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, do we know what, like, these things are? Like, we, I don't, I don't think we do. <laughs> They look like plates, the kind of like books that we can't open. So I guess the plates, but also like, oh, <laughs> we, I mean, we still don't know what these things are. Right? It's it's far beyond me. I don't I don't really know. Yeah, magic. What's there to understand? <laughs> Cindy, go. straight face. Like, yeah, it makes complete sense. It's just it's magic. See where it is, but also like what? <laughs> I mean, it worked. I did. <laughs> not doubting that work. it's just like, in a corner just mumbling to himself like what the like, fuck I'm I don't kidding. understand I don't know what's going on it's not magic like, bullshit I don't know what's going on I can't help it I don't is know it a one shot deal like is it a, just a thing that Soldi can do now like I don't know well I feel like we should probably wait to find out that on yeah. that one I don't think yeah, Soli uh, needs a nap um, Soli is I mean, gently snoring are we supposed to find more of these things right? we, we, have, two in, we have two so. do we know how many there are well we have a plant <sighs> one from pumpkin them. yeah there's clearly a plant one and a fire one i can only assume <laughs> like well clearly team energy is also after them and that's well, not good mm-hmm. but that's part of why they wanted the atlas stones so they could put them all right in it is what i'm guessing at least but then what is the atlas though this is Zoe gave it to me. I didn't ask questions. Yeah, that seems pretty standard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she handed it to me and then died, so... Uh... It's pretty hard to ask a dead person questions, yeah. Should we initiate a seance? Yes. 100%. <laughs> what does that look like? I don't know if I want to be a part of that. <laughs> They're a local uh, medium. You can check. Do you want to? Yeah. Are okay. We, are we? Let's do this. Uh, what, I'm what? down 100. <laughs> percent uh, 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 We're gonna ask Zoe some questions. Uh, uh, um, I uh, disagree. Uh, no. Well, you uh, can stay in the fetal position, and we'll go have a seance. That's oh, fine. I'm not coming. 
don't think we should but, be poking around dead girls witches' night. ghosts. Yeah, you, you all night. have a girls' night and talk to the dead. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think we should split the party over this, especially when there's dead witches' ghosts. This is involved. Not a witch. It was a zork. It was a witch. Um, if you're looking for a medium, there's no guarantees that Loverage has one. However, you are in a vacation home, so there are often guests that come in. So it's safe to assume that there should be some resources to see to tell you what is in the town. So if Cindy is investigating, I would like Cindy to investigate. There's like a little bookshelf with like Loverage, your your getaway, and then there's like a shopping catalog for swimsuits and like all that stuff. But getaway. somewhere in there, there may be some mystical information. So roll me a dice. So for investigation, 15 plus 3 is 18. 18. That's pretty good. Yeah, you see at the southernmost end of the residential district, there is in fact a mystic. It is the the Lava Ridge Seer, as they say. There's a little icon and there is a strange like there's an how do, like clip art looking almost of a strange looking creature that looks like it has a beard and funny eyes next to a woman and a big crystal ball. And it is called Remy's house of visions. So it's just Elodie and Cindy. Yep. I don't like splitting the party. I kind of town. Yeah. Want to make my feelings known. That's fine. I kind of, I mean, you can go with them. We'll be back. <laughs> Elodie and Cindy walk outside. Um, it is a nice evening. Uh, it's like 4 p.m. the day after the eruption. People are scurrying about. Seems like the you can hear the clang of like hammers and drills that are working on something downtown, apparently. And you identify Remy's House of Visions. You see it. You knock on the door? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, it is very dim inside as the door slowly creaks open. And you see a very large face greet you. Uh, it is a defined snout on a reptilian body. They have purely pink eyes with yellow eyebrows, and they have what looks like fluffy long hair on their chin and on top of their head. You don't see the rest of their body, but they have an incredibly long neck. They open the door and they say, Who? Oh, we're looking for some... Um services we have a friend who is no longer with us that we'd like to ask some questions to uh the pokemon says "Ooh!" and opens the door fully uh you enter a little chamber that has a desk and there is an old woman pretty stereotypically almost sitting behind a crystal ball on a table there are lots of little purple lights around and it seems like there's an effect in this room that makes it appear that there are stars everywhere it is a very dark and calming but also somewhat eerie presence you see the full length of this pokemon and they have a again a described huge neck and fluffy forelimbs and a fluffy tail they are a very large pokemon you would estimate they're probably nine feet long they take up most of this little house um the woman at the desk says come in travelers come in i would like to speak with you we i walk in okay elodie as well yes okay there are two chairs and it seems that remy is gesturing that you take a seat do you do so yep yes okay she says what are the answers that you seek today um we have some questions for a deceased friend of ours she says oh conferencing with the dead that is very challenging. 
but I can try uh, my best. That would be fantastic. She says, very well. It's not my specialty, but allow me to try. Uh, her hands are at her side, but seemingly out of nowhere, two purple transparent hands appear above the ball and they start waving around. It looks like they are not her own. However, she looks at the ball and the eyes roll back into her head. She is going to make a check. She says, tell me the name of the spirit that you seek. Zoe. She focuses and focuses and the crystal ball changes in color to pure white. She hovers the, the spooky hands around for a moment and then the crystal ball returns to purple. She says, based on your connection and my abilities, I was not able to conference with this Zoe. However, I can provide other services. I'm a great palm reader. I'm down for palm reading. Yeah, that's fine. She says, excellent. Who goes first? Uh, I can go first. Great. Without her lifting her hands, uh, the floating purple hands come up behind you and lift your hand onto the table. She moves her body over and she stares intensely at your hands. One of the floating purple hands strokes your palm gently. She says, hmm, I see. Just for fun, I want you to roll because rolling dice is fun for players. Just roll a d20. Got it. I got a seven. Okay. Yeah. She says, ooh, I see. I can tell that you've experienced a good upbringing, a lovely family. You didn't anticipate going on an adventure like the one that you're on, but when all is said and done, you'll be happy you did it. One word comes to me about your hands. Whimsy. For your triumphs and your trials with your friends, you will find comfort in spontaneity and fun. And that is the reading that she gives you. The spooky hands return your hand to yourself. That's crazy. She says, next. Sure. Okay. Same thing happens to you. Spectral floating hands from seemingly out of nowhere drag your hand to the table. And she takes a look. You give me a roll. Five. Five. She says, Hmm. I can tell you had some conflict in your early life. May have had an impact on how you perceive yourself around your peers, maybe. Thankfully, someone cares deeply for you, but... Ah, I see. Some of those that care deeply for you are also in great danger of... Uh, I can't see. I can't tell. Where or who. Oh no. My hmm. grandparents. She traces along your longest line on your palm, and she says... Interesting. Somehow, you've already avoided a terrible predetermined fate. It seems it was thanks to your friends. I wonder what it means. That is all the information she can get out of your palm. She says, while palm reading is my specialty, I'm open to try anything mystic of nature. Do you have any other idea for any services you may like? You may ask me now. What were we gonna ask, Zoe? (laughs) I think we didn't really fully oh. have a plan. No, we didn't, did we? Well, I think it was it was going to be about like the Atlas Stone, just like basically like I don't know. I wanted to know what we we're supposed to do with it. What we we're supposed to do about? Do you think the, we should the show place? the the mystic and be like, is there anything you can tell us about this particular item? And um, see if we can tell the future with like of this item, like what <laughs> us and this item. <laughs> well, I 
I mean, I'd like to make sure we can trust this random lady before we start pulling out the Atlas Stone, but I am down for this plan in general. Can I roll, like, just an insight check on this lady or something? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Okay, I got a 14. Okay. Yeah. She's pretty cool. She doesn't seem like she's like a phony or a fraud. She may be receiving help from creatures that aren't herself, but it, she does have some sort of clairvoyance. That much is clear. Um, whether or not she can be trusted, you can't really pick up. Like, she's just a kind of a kooky mystic. So, like, if you give her a secret, is she going to keep it? I don't know. Right. Hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Cindy? But also, if she's a psychic, she probably knows that it's in my backpack. That's true. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say we have some questions about a um sensitive special item that we have, and we were wondering if there's maybe anything you could glean from this item and us that may be helpful. She says, "Oh, excellent! I love rare artifacts, especially magical ones. Sure, hand it over." I put the atlas on the table. Okay. But, like, make sure it stays within sight. Like, even though I'm putting it down, I'm not, like, <laughs> throwing it at her. Like, take it. It's like, mm. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Want to keep it close to me. As a reminder, the Atlas Stone in shape is larger than the items that go inside of it, for sure. It is fairly heavy. And on the one of the corners, there's a, a gemstone that glows when it's in proximity to, to other artifacts that you've observed. And in the opposite corner, diagonally, there's also a gemstone of that nature. And it has strange markings on it. Um, we've taken a look at it before, but they seem to not have any particular shape or form. You place this rather heavy rock on the table and she says, wow, this seems rather old. Let me see. And she looks at it with her eyeballs as she does. She doesn't really get any particular information out of it. She says, hmm, I think my friend will have to help me get a little bit closer to this because I'm not very strong. The floating purple hands that were moving your hands around before lift up the Atlas stone for her to see closer. And as that happens, uh, two little spots on the face of the Atlas stone illuminate and both of the crystals light up in two different colors of purple. She says, oh, fascinating. It seems to be doing something. Did we just give, like, superpowers to something? She says, mm, I'm not sure. Henry, put it down. And at that moment, the purple hands seem to be connected to a body. It's a ghost with a big old tongue. Uh, the body appears above the table, and this is the first time you've seen anything besides just the hands. And it sets it down gently. Um, the two lights that had illuminated on the face of the stone and the two gems in the corners go dim. Hmm. Uh, what kind of Pokemon is Henry? She says, oh, Henry's my beloved haunter. He helps me with my, my visions. He also helps me move things around because I'm not particularly strong. Henry the haunter looks at Elodie in like a flirty way. <laughs> <laughs> she says, shall we do it again? Shall we see what we see? Uh, sure. Uh, Just be careful because this artifact can be uh, volatile. Because we also don't know what stones were in it previously. Yeah. Uh, Cindy, roll me perception. That's a four. It's a four? Okay. Remy says, this is very interesting. I don't know how something so old could have such magic properties, but I just, I wonder what it all means. Do you know how old it is? 
She says, I, I have no clue. I've never seen such a thing. It just seems like old stone. It seems like the, the, the type of mineral you would find deep in a mountainside that wouldn't be on the surface. She says, I'm sorry. I cannot provide more answers, but that is what I see. Is there anything else I can help you with? I can't think of anything. That's it, yeah. Yeah. So I take the Atlas stone back and put it in my bag. Okay. She says, it was great having you. Now that will be 50 Poke Dollars, please. And as she says that, okay, as she says that, uh, the big old nine foot long necks creature pokes its like head around between your guys' backs, like looking at you cautiously, making sure that you pay. But yes, you you do pay the 50 Poke Dollars, so please deduct that. She says, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your night and feel free to come back, maybe with some more friends. Uh, Thank you for your help. Of course. And yeah, thank you so much. The big long necked dragon that looks strangely like an old man uh, opens the door for you. All right. That was a drampa. Yeah, it was right? just was that drampa? Do you do you return to the, the lodge? Do yeah, you do I'm ready those? to go back. Yeah. Okay, let's physically go back and we're gonna spend some time seeing what the guys did. <laughs> what are the what are the lads doing while this is happening? I think Schmidt's just like Calming down from his mental breakdown. Possibly made himself some tea. Okay. He's just sitting on the corner blanket on top of himself. Rocking back and forth. Okay. Sipping tea. What's Skinly doing? So, it's gonna sound wild, but considering all the hard work we put in, uh-huh. we have more work to be done. I want to go around town first and check if there's anything that I can do to help with repairs or like mining out the hot springs or like anything that needs removal so we can continue to strengthen our bonds through the only way Gimli knows how hard work and digging holes okay sure so you're gonna leave Schmidt alone um I think so yeah okay as you get up to open the door to go outside and help out the town um you are greeted by many small figures about to knock on the door in front of you you see over a dozen children and they are all holding something in their hands and they were just about to knock when you open the door and they say hello is 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 this where schmidt is um what the fuck did the children that that he saved yeah did did schmidt hear that or um you 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 heard your name he can't hear past his own mental block yeah he's he's in a he's in a mood all of these children are holding something and there's about 15 or so of them and they look up at Gimli and they say we want to give Schmidt something nice and someone in the back's like yeah we really like Schmidt um let me check and see if he's in uh I peek my head and be like <laughs> just like hey Schmidt are you still here and then just to pretend if he is or isn't here and then do you respond does Schmidt respond to this I don't I don't think Schmidt's particularly fond of children, but there was a, there was a crisis a moment ago. Um, sure, I'm here. Oh, he's here, guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, the 15 or so children are like very nervous, and some of them are like looking like pacing back and forth, and they're like, "Can we come in, please?" <laughs> um, I'll I'll leave it up to Schmidt since you're here to see him. I swear to God. Okay. Um, uh, fuck. Yeah, sure they can come in. All right, let's go, guys. Just, just continuing to like two hand is like whatever 
container he has this tea in is <laughs> continuing to rock back and forth in the okay. corner. Are you on like the ground? Run. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Probably eye level with these children, if okay. not below. Great. Um, the children, again, nervously come in, and they're all holding something in their hands. And they see Schmidt, and they like kind of smile, but still look really, really nervous. And uh, one of them says, Thank you for, for helping us. Uh, we thought that your cool, big, fluffy dragon was, was really cool. And a kid in the back says, Yeah, we, we liked them so much, we, we wanted to give you something. And they open up their hands, and inside you can see 15 homemade little cotton plushies of oh. your Altaria. Oh. And oh. they all take turns and they set them by, by your side as you're sitting on the ground. And as each one comes up, they say, thank you, Mr. Schmidt. Thank you, Mr. Schmidt. I'm going to cry. Okay. I'm actually crying. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll bring out uh, Patricia and, and let the kids have a time. Okay. Uh, That's good. You do that. Patricia comes out and the kids are like, yeah. Mm-hmm. and they get very very excited and they you know they see a big fluffy dragon and they want to play with it so patricia's probably oh. just sitting there and all the kids are like jumping on her and pulling on her wings and probably being really annoying but uh the, the dragon's really yeah, good I just, I, I just look at patricia and i'm like just endure just endure um, gimli okay. gimli thinks of his son and wipes away a little tear oh. <laughs> um it's a tear to be white schmidt is not okay <laughs> <laughs> There's one kid who is a little bit older. He's probably like six or seven, and he's a little bit braver. And he approaches Schmidt and he says, "I'm my family's really grateful for how you helped us. So I I wanted to give you something cool that I found." Uh, and he holds out his hand. Do you receive it? Uh, sure. He hands you what looks to be the severed beak of a fierce-looking bird Pokemon. And he says, I found this on the ground. I think it came from something that died, but it looks really cool. I thought you might want to make it into a necklace or something. I, I don't know. Cool. Thanks, kid. He says, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And all the kids will play for probably like 10 minutes unless you tell them not to. Yeah, I'm fine. If Patricia starts looking too annoyed, I'll start like scowling at the kids. But besides that, no. Okay, this little encounter happens. They they get tired out, um, nice. and the kids leave, and you are there with Patricia and 15 little homemade Altarias, and they're all really cute. They all have seams in different places, and they all have, like, fluffy cotton little wings on them, and their faces look really stupid, and they're, they're great. Cool. Gimli, you're going to do your thing? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head over to the hot springs, I think, to see, because I know it's been, it was filled in with lava, and I know that that's pretty iconic. So I want to see if uh, if people are working on repairing it that I, I kind of want to help out. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, you do that. You head over to the hot springs. They are connected to the Pokemon Center. And the Pokemon Center, you can tell, is like kind of busy. There's a lot of citizens. And there seems to be a rendezvous point. And they're like, what can we do? Like, we, we want to help out. We're, we're all here to help. And in the distance, you can hear the sound of like hammers and like machine tools that are working on something. In the hot springs, it seems like people are... Cleverly using the fire type Pokemon from the gym to remelt the dark rock that was formed from the lava going into the springs, and they're scooping yeah. it up with buckets and then depositing it into like a big bucket that is attached to a wagon that is being pulled by nice. a Pokemon that seems to be like a a, a work animal, so to speak, a, a working Pokemon. Okay. Um, and they're taking it somewhere else. Who knows? They see you and they say, "Gimli, are, are you here to help?" I am. <laughs> 
He's absolutely. They say, "Great, uh, grab a bucket. We're, we're scooping out all the rock, and we're going to refill it with water." All right. Is uh, is anything that also needs to be broken down? I got some pretty hefty gang here that uh, can help out with any of that. They say broken down. Broken well, down. I don't know. And well, then let me see. You might be able to use the fire that I can provide for you. Get a turtle out here. They say, sure, absolutely, yeah, please, if you have fire types, help us out. Okay, I'll send Toidal out to help out with that, for sure. Sure. As you do that, you are approached from behind, coming from the eastern part of town, and you see a guy in a construction hat, and he looks like he's been working for a while. He says, is that Gimli? Do I recognize Gimli there? <gasps> you don't know him, but he oh. he saw you from the media interview. Uh, I thought so, it was one of my boys. Okay. <laughs> no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, a lot of these people know your names because... Uh, yeah, because of the interview thing. Yeah, yeah. Oi! <laughs> he says, Gimli, I, I was speaking with Connor, and we've come to a conclusion. I thought you might want to hear about it. Sure. We live in this town of Lava Ridge, and wow, this is probably the worst eruption we've had in, in centuries. Uh, it's it's something we need to expect here if we're going to live at the foot of the volcano. And we, we saw your, your masterwork with your Pokemon trying to save the town, and Connor and I decided, well, damn, we might as well just keep these walls. We're going to keep where they're placed. We're going to build them up, make them look real nice, and Lava Ridge is going to have a great little barrier protecting it from future eruptions. What do you think about that? I, I think that's really important. It pretty it did a lot of good work, despite being like, you know, a little makeshift to... <laughs> But it was it was pretty good. I, I think it'll help you guys out. Yeah. Yeah. Foreman Henderson says, no, I think it was flawless. I know you did it in the spur of the moment, but we're going to keep these walls exactly where they are. And maybe someday you can come visit when they're all done. And who knows? It's just a little testament to how you helped save our people. That, that Ask for a lovely. plaque on the wall. <laughs> Is there any way I could like, I mean, Amb- if like I, a lot of money. If I if I come back and I like saw it or something, I was just sort of like I'm kind of proud of it, you know. Uh, yeah. Roll roll a charisma. Charisma plus two. Ah, uh, fourteen. He slaps you on your shoulder. Foreman Henderson does, and he says, "Why, of course, uh, absolutely. In fact, tell you what, if you'd like, while you're here, before you take off for whatever other journey you have, I'd love to get any design ideas from you, any shapes, any colors, whatever you mm. want. You're the hero." Yeah, no, I can definitely figure something out. Yeah, he says, excellent. Really appreciate you. And yeah, he uh, goes back to some sort of construction work while the hot springs folks are mm-hmm. digging out the hot springs. Are you going to do that for a while? Yeah, time to go to work. OK, give me. Just, uh, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to bring Bean with me as well, because I want to give him some like just like encouragement, strength training. See if he can uh, help us out with this lifting. OK, yeah, I could see him like smacking the top of the softened rock to kind of like. Right. To, to right. make it easier to scoop up and stuff. I mean, he's got the club, so. Yeah. Yeah, he can just smack shit. I like that. Give me a d20 check for each of you. We'll okay, t- so make it a strength. Be, make it a strength. Would that be for me, Toidal and? Um, uh, no, I think, I think Toidal's Toidal's just doing the thing, right? Yeah, yeah. just you and okay. me. So me, I got... Um, 15. And then for Bean... Oh, Bean didn't do so hot. Let's see. What is Bean's bonus? Uh, Bean got an 11. Okay. Yeah. So you do that. You have a pretty productive time trying to clear up the hot springs. It's probably like halfway empty with like the the lava rocks that were in there. It's a funny strategy to remelt them, but it's just it's their best bet. It's already in a pool, so it's not like it's particularly dangerous. Right. Um, And everyone's doing well. Everyone's having a good time. Nice. Um, Unless 
Schmidt wants to do anything after Gimli leaves. Does Schmidt do anything besides just recover with his new uh, 15 plushie friends? Uh, no. I like to imagine they're like just all like in a circle on the ground, like staring at him. Yeah, I think that's exactly and what they do. Like a little dialogue oh. with him. He's like, what the fuck do you think is going on here, guys? I don't understand. <laughs> the Another episode of Schmidt Delirium. <laughs> he probably has like names for them all, too. Uh, roll. I, I can't come up with 15 names right now, but roll a perception, Schmidt. I want you to roll low. Uh, this is a six low enough for you. Yeah, it's pretty low. Yeah, Sh- Schmidt is kind of out of it. He's been stressed. There's been a lot going on and he's just kind of staring at these plushies and like having a mental dialogue with them. And he swears he hears one of them say, Schmidt, you're the best. And then another <laughs> one's like, Schmidt, thank you. You saved us. <laughs> But, like, he's not sure if he's hallucinating or not. (laughs) Okay, so now (laughs) Schmidt has gone further into the corner with his back to the plushies now that he thinks that they're talking to them. Great. And now he's just like, I can't believe are they fucking real? Can they fucking (laughs) (laughs) It is at this point that Cindy and Elodie return. Nice. I, I bust in and say, we talk to Zoe. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Well, uh, we didn't actually uh, talk to Zoe. Are you okay, Schmidt? <laughs> okay, he starts covering the ears of, like, all the individual plushies that are around him. He's like, I think they can hear us. <laughs> oh, cute plushies. Where'd they come from? <laughs> Can I pick one up? Get all of those. (laughs) There were children here, and they were laughing and they were playing, and now there's all of these, and I think they can hear me. They're very cute. Is there perhaps a psychiatrist uh, in like our our guide to to the lava ridge? There's just general medical services, but there's no listing of anything about a particular mental health specialist. Okay, good to know. <laughs> um, just check in. Cindy's no, right. These plushies are very cute, and some of them do look a good amount like Patricia. So basically, we learned nothing. Oh. Okay, so I don't have to oh. cover their ears. Okay. Is that all? Yeah, we really didn't learn anything. Uh, I avoided a near-death experience through the help of my friends. That's That's what we learned. <laughs> okay, then. I try to convince Schmidt to, like, go to a bed and sleep. Okay. You guys can do think... contested charisma checks if you don't want to do that, Schmidt. Contested charisma checks. Yeah. I think Schmidt's just, like, blanket, like, over his head, like, in a corner. Okay. Is uh, Patricia still out? That's yeah. a good question. I imagine she's, like, looking kind of concerned. Uh, Patricia, do you want to help me get Schmidt into, like, an actual bed? Roll persuasion, Cindy. Yeah, yeah. My persuasion. <laughs> uh, a nine. Patricia is concerned about Schmidt, but Patricia also loves Schmidt and doesn't want Schmidt to do things that Schmidt doesn't want to do. So Schmidt just kind of looks at you and does a bird shrug. Mm. Okay, great. Because Cindy can't move Schmidt on her own. You could try. 
That's not gonna go well. <laughs> okay. Let It'll me let fine. me roll a strength. <laughs> okay, yeah, do it. Crit. Let's... Get a crit. I got a seventeen on the dice. Okay. So minus one is a sixteen. Uh does Schmidt resist? Uh that requires an opposing strength check. Strength, yeah. Potentially, yeah. Okay. This is opposing <laughs> Schmidt rolled a two, so it doesn't matter that he also has a minus one in strength. I think that's fair. Uh, the mental of not wanting to go to a bed is there, but he's also just limp. He is weak, and Cindy's able to drag him a small distance. You said you wanted to go to a bed? Yeah. It's a little too far. You can go to the couch, though. Okay, the couch it is. Cool. Tuck him in. Okay, if I'm being forced to move somewhere, I'm going to uh, round up Patricia, and then I'm going to have Patricia at one end of the couch, and Patricia's just going to be a big fluffy pillow. Yeah, Patricia is a huge fluffy pillow. It is awesome. You just sink right into it. And it's the most comfortable pillow you've ever had. Put all the stuffed animals along like the headboard of the or the back of the couch. Oh, all of them? Oh, uh, yeah. So it's they're funny. just watching Schmidt. <laughs> they're watching him as he, yeah, whenever Schmidt wakes That'll up, go he's well. not going to have a. That's a great idea. He clearly attack. wants them. Yeah, you're going to be like, yeah. this is great. These are his trophies. He earned them. This is so nice. They're so yeah. cute. They're so cuddly and comforting. Right. Literally, That's awesome. you know, he's like literally schizophrenic over the. <laughs> over yeah, the... I like surround, like put them all on the couch with Schmidt. LED, give me a perception. Cool. Got it. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. Uh, 11. Okay. Yeah. You don't need much of a perception, but the depth of what you see is important to your role. Uh, you notice that Sam is not here. Sam must have stepped out. Suspicious? Oh, uh, yeah. That's a, that's a thing we should probably should have been keeping track of. I suppose you could add an insight to it if you want to think it's suspicious, but um, she's not here. Her things are still there. Uh, it's not like she... It doesn't seem like she just dipped, but she went to go do something, apparently. Yeah, can I add an insight to that? That's something Elodie would do. Sure. Especially since Elodie still thinks Sam is team energy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, yes. I got a 12. A 12? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You were pretty suspicious before, and her leaving doesn't really sway you one way or another. Um, you do see her closed notebook on the table. It is there. Oh, oh that's so tempting. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm better than that, though. I can't do it. Are you? <laughs> Ghibli's being the devil on my shoulder right now. I'm not even. Schmidt's actually like in the room, yeah, just being like, "Do it." Yeah, do it. Ghibli, Ghibli's just like, hard at work. Sweat on his brow. Like... He peeks over the couch and he's just like, "Do it." Are you better? <laughs> Schmidt is full on Emperor Palpatine. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do the Altaria plushies start saying do it as well? <laughs> they all turn around on the couch of their own accord. Do it. <laughs> Just look at them like, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it. <laughs> this is now a horror film. Yeah, we just, uh, this whole, this is supposed to be relaxing. Oh, yeah. 
Listen, I'm I'm chilling. I'm just sweat on my brow, hard I at work. All of that what happened is what's happening in Schmidt's head, but really he's just peeking over the couch of the side, just going, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> all right, all right. I will as stealthily as I can. <laughs> gonna do it. Attempt to take a peek. Oh damn. <laughs> oh no, okay. the drama. You're taking the drama. You are doing. The compass is tilting. You're gonna make two consecutive rolls, Elodie. You're going to roll stealth, and then you're gonna roll investigation. The first one was the stealth, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I got um a twenty-two on that. Damn. Yeah. And then what was the second one? Investigation. Uh, investigation. I got a twelve on that one. Schmidt doesn't even notice that you sneak over to go peer inside the notebook. Mentally, you're thinking, oh, I don't have much time. I don't, like, I don't know when she's coming back, so I don't want to snoop too much. But you turn to the first page where the pen was, where, where she was writing or doing something, and you see a sketch. You see a sketch of something that you were just looking at. It is the face of the Atlas Stone. Um, it has been sketched very well. And it's something that's slightly different about it. There have been two small markings made. That is what Elodie sees. Does Cindy notice Elodie looking at the uh, the journal? No, because she killed her stealth. Okay. <laughs> if she hadn't have killed her stealth, you might have, but you had no idea that she even did it. Okay, because I would have offered to like watch the door, but uh... too late. Yeah. Yep. Thankfully, Sam does not arrive. Both Schmidt and Cindy didn't see because the stealth was too good. So Elodie just managed to sneakily just get a peek at something. Who knows what? And none of you know in RP world. Speaking of RP world, uh, I'm prepared to move events along, but again, this is like a downtime thing, so I really want to make sure everyone does everything they want to do. If that means psychosis for Schmidt, then that's fine, but I want to make sure that's it. Yeah. Uh, I think Cindy would want to, sorry, I think Cindy would want to let, like, everybody out. I know that Soli's sleeping, but just kind of, like, let everybody out, let everybody get a breather, get some, like, exercise. Let's sit in a circle and do stretches. (laughs) Cool, you do that. Can you describe everybody? Who's everybody? Uh, everybody is well, slowly sleeping. Mm-hmm. So we have Jack, the Torah cat. We have Gumi, Cookie, the Gumi, mm-hmm. and Izzy, the Slandit. Slandit finally makes a reappearance. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do that. I, I think I leave tr- uh, Trubbish in the the ball that I acquired. Sure. Yeah, Trubbish's ball isn't like registered to you, so you shouldn't have any problem just like holding on to it. You do that. Yeah. You, you do some stretches. You hang out. Very cool. Yeah, Soli's still out. Soli is in fact exhausted. Soli's sleeping. Okay, so the night passes. It becomes 9 p.m., 10 p.m. Somewhere in the middle there, Sam comes back. Um, she seems a little tired, just as all of you are, but you know, she's she's chilling. She's ready to get a good night's of rest for once. And at some point with Gimli. Hey, uh... I return after that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, everyone starts wrapping up because it's late and they all realize how tired they are because they just had a really stressful few hours or a few. It's been over a day, but it's still just been like a really tense time. And you all return to the lodge to go to sleep. I do want two each. So total of four D100 rolls from Cindy and Elodie. I got a 54 for one. Okay. I got 75 and 79. And a 50, 10, a 5 and a 10. That would make a 60. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's confusing, but that's how it works. Okay. As you're both winding down, you take your little egg incubators 
and you start to just chill. You start to relax for a bit and you set them on the ground and you're kind of surprised that they're still intact. They're still doing good. Simultaneously, they be both begin to wiggle and shake the exact same moment. Do you turn around to investigate them? This this action that seems to be happening? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. The first egg is about to hatch. The one that was in Elodie's possession. It has oh. bits of purple and tan and like a little bit of black. And the top of it cracks open. And what pops out, but none other than a purple, sinister kitty cat. And it locks eyes with Elodie and it goes, meow. What does Elodie do with this information? Immediately pet it. You do that. In the Pokemon world, it is not strange for cats to come from eggs, <laughs> I will say. Uh, and petting it, it's like, it's fully haired, right? It has all of its fur. And it's also kind of goopy because of the egg juice. <laughs> but it, oh, no. but it, it enjoys being pet. And to Ellie, this is not strange. I'm describing this because this is strange to us. <laughs> but this is simply how these creatures are born. Yeah, you are in possession of a purloin. Congratulations. Let's go. Cindy's egg wibbles and it wobbles. It is the egg that was mostly white, splashes of red and brown and black and a little bit of blue on it. The top of it forms a large crack and top part of the shell flies off and there's a blast of light you feel a little bit of heat as well nothing <laughs> comes out of the egg but there uh, is something in there you hear like some like squirming hello i pick up the egg okay do you just like hold it upright do you like tip it what do you do i i hold it upright and try to look in side of it where it the top had popped off okay the first thing you see is brilliant blue eyes that are slightly shrouded in like a whitish hair. Surrounding it are little tendrils of flesh made flame. And it has six little legs and a silly little brown body. It looks kind of like a worm. Oh. Is it a scolipede? Is that it had white surrounding it? Or? Yeah, it has a head it's full a of white. Lar- it's yeah. a Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. looks. That's what I. It's what I thought it was. It looks pretty similar to Connor's Volcarona, but like a I little. I was about gross. to say it's evolved form. Yes. Was useless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's you, actually a pretty crazy. dope patch. That is super dope. <laughs> yeah, but Volcarona was useless. <laughs> that was Connor's Volcarona's useless. Oh, it's perfect. Cindy is the proud owner of a Larvesta. Congratulations. I snuggle this bug. You do that. Snuggling the bug on the rug gently. Uh, It seems, despite being a little critter, a little worm, it does happen to display some affection. And since you're the first person that ever saw it, it seems to like you a little bit. It's like about 10 p.m. And there's a knock on the door. It seems like a gentle knock right after these eggs hatch. Um, Sam looks at the party and is like, are you going to get it? She's closest to the door and she's willing to open it, but she wants to make sure. When did Sam come back? She came back like around the time that Gimli came back, a little bit before. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just don't remember if that was established or maybe I was. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I was having my own psychosis. (laughs) Yeah, we can open the door. Let's see who it is. Okay. You open the door and it's Connor, the gym leader, and one of the leaders of the town. And he says, sorry to bother you. I, I know it's late, but we had a really busy day. I just I wanted to say thank you to you all. And I got something for you. He holds up a bag. Do you take it? Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, inside the bag is several dozen lava rich special lava cookies. Um, as well as a piece of paper that's in an envelope. And it says for Elodie. 
and then a, a small little journal with the symbol of the Lavridge heat badge that says for Cindy. Then oh. there's an envelope, uh, one final envelope, and has some weight to it, and then and it's labeled to the Quacko Paco. Uh, yeah. He says, "I'll just drop this off real quick. I don't want to bother you." But he is going to make a perception check. Yeah. Um, he does happen to see the new babies that are being <laughs> embraced by Elodie and Cindy. And he says, no way, Larvesta. When did you get that egg? Uh, before the volcano erupted. We he found said, it at the hot springs. He said, the hot springs? No way. That little Larvesta is kind of like the sibling or, or cousin of my Volcarona. Congratulations. Oh, that's awesome. He says, hopefully it's pretty powerful. Uh, but and, I, yeah. I hope so. He says, I'll, I'll leave you to it. I don't want to bother you. Thank you again so much for all of your help and uh, get some rest. OK. Nice. Thank you, Connor. Thank you. Just have a good night. And he leaves. Open oh. our stuff. Open the envelope. OK. Which one? The Quacko Paco, the Elodie or the Cindy? Uh, the Quacko Paco. OK, yeah, let's start with that one. Cool. Uh, the Quacko Paco. Uh, everyone give me a D20. Even 19. Okay. 19? Okay. Yeah, every oh, pipe. A five. I got a 15. And what did Gimli get? 12. 12? Okay, that's pretty good. Inside the envelope, there's a little note, and it says, hey, it's not much, but we thought at the senses of Loveridge, it was the least we could do. And then behind the note is 3,500 Poke Dollars. Okay. It's, it says, for saving the town. But I guess... uh. Split this up. <laughs> no, I said divided by four. Divided by five. Sam was there. Divided by five. If we're giving money to Sam, <laughs> we are giving money to Sam. We wouldn't be able to put the lava out without Sam. So the reluctance. I love it. We'll offer it to Sam, but like she denied some other stuff that we've gotten. So we'll see what she says. You got reward money, and you were part of this, Sam. Do you want some reward money? <laughs> uh, she says, "Of course, it's money. Thank you. I would love it." <laughs> I figured it. <laughs> it's money. <laughs> like, yeah, it's funny. Like, what the heck? <laughs> okay, so 35. Yeah, we'll just divide it evenly. Cool. That's what, 700 each? 700 each, yeah. Let's okay. go. It's a n- nice little payout. Pretty good. Yeah. Oh. Money. Schmidt. I'll just was tuck the money that... under Schmidt <laughs> while he's sleeping. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounded like Schmidt was disappointed. Give it to Altaria for a safe thing. Yeah, Altaria, you want to hold on to this? Hold Altaria, yes, safely tucks it in her wings. Yes, absolutely. She does <laughs> that. Good. Of course, of course. There is something for Elodie, and there's a little, like, it's larger than an envelope. It's like a book. Uh, it's for Cindy. Uh, Cindy opens the book. Cindy opens the book. Inside, she sees some cool, like, artwork. It seems very traditional in style. And it says on the top, in a text that you can read, it says Lava Ridge Techniques. And it shows two pictures of people assuming to be trainers and they're practicing some sort of like martial arts and each of them are next to a different fire type Pokemon. They are labeled. One says mystical fire. One says fire punch. It seems to suggest that this is like a book given to gym trainers to teach their Pokemon moves and they're synchronized with dances that the trainers are doing. So you essentially have access to the TMs of mystical fire and fire punch. That's really That's pretty sick. I don't want to do anything with it yet, but that's super sick. And she puts yeah. that in her bag. Very cool. Elodie's last but not least. Let's go. 
Elodie's envelope, she opens it. It's pretty unassuming, but in a really delicate, old-fashioned cursive handwriting is a recipe for lava cookies. Yes. Let's go. I love yeah. lava cookies. Yes. Uh, <laughs> at the bottom, it says, has great medicinal effects for Pokemon and very delicious for humans. Awesome. It's now nighttime. You're welcome to go to bed if there's any other kind of RP stuff you want to do. Uh, Cindy sleeps in a giant cuddle puddle. Classic. With all of all of her Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Including Larvastar. Larvastar? Mm-hmm. Is that their name? Is that not how you say it? I'm teasing you. It's Larvesta like like a... Larvesta. Like okay. Larva and then Esta. Yeah, but you can nickname them Larvastar. Okay. That'd be sick. <laughs> I, I will think about names. Yeah, okay. Larvastar. Iconic. Larvastar. It's like Larvatar. <laughs> I just don't know how to say no, it's, all good. it's a tricky one to say. Schmidt is snoring louder than you've ever heard Schmidt snore before. He's getting some good rest. He's getting some good Z's. Yeah, I'm definitely I still just doesn't like... know that he's surrounded by stuffed animals that, as far as he knows, moved themselves. Right. <laughs> he's tired after a long day of work and like actually doesn't make it to the bed, just kind of like keels over and just falls asleep on the floor. Excellent. Elodie is sleeping in a bed with her Pokemon, for sure. <laughs> Like a normal person. Like a normal yeah. person, yeah. <laughs> the only one of the group. Well, Cindy's in a bed. I assume she climbed to the same bed as Soli, and then just everybody piled in. Yep, that's exactly what happened. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Dunsparce and Drampa. We're so thrilled to see our Patreon family grow, including our latest supporter, Cyan. If becoming a patron isn't a good option for you, we would still love it if you tweeted at us at DunsparsCast and or joined the Calyrex Game Corner Discord server. Links to both of those social media sites can be found on our Linktree page at l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash Dunsparce. What's next for the Quacko Paco now that they solved the Mount Chimney mystery and saved Lava Ridge Town? Find out next week on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is D&D. Your consequences may have actions. Or your actions oh, may no. have consequences. I meant to say. <laughs> your consequences may have actions. <laughs> Both. Oh, no. I like that more, That's actually. That's great. Your consequences may have actions. Not only Sounds... do your actions have consequences, but those consequences can also take actions. <laughs> kind of true, though. Yeah, roll initiative on versus your consequences. Okay, okay, okay.